the stripped down know nothing podcast focusing on the bare naked ladies that's right we'll cover them all from the flag to crawl we're it's all been done the podcast he's almost 12 but he looks 13 it's my co-host evan the love he puts away like the games children play it's my co-host saker i didn't actually choose a line for this one i, I saw just, you furious i know i just i just realized that that's what we were doing and i for some reason, I just didn't do it this time. That's okay. So I dropped the bowling ball. <laughs> you did. The love oh, keeps... speaking of <laughs> what's speaking of bowling balls. I feel like this is a ham-handed segue. I have a story I want to tell Saker. I'm going to mention a bowling ball. No, in the I first dropped thirty I seconds. I say dropped the ball, and then I dropped the bowling ball. Oh. I just there wasn't. It's not even written there. I had a, I had a totally different story I was going to tell this I'm time. I'm looking at your notes right now, and it says bowling ball on the top in Sharpie, and oh, it's shit. underlined three <laughs> it times. <isn't. laughs> And then, and then a picture says, of a bowling ball, and then be like, be like, drop. And then a picture of my hands dropping the bowling ball. Yes. and then like segue question mark. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly what it says. When you came in, the first thing you said to me is, "Don't forget to let me segue." No, to no the my first thing I thing. said was, "Welcome to my nightmare." Yeah, which is <laughs> or welcome true. to your nightmare. I think we're both sick. This is everyone's nightmare, but we have mm-hmm. to get the bare naked ladies nice. talked about. We live with it every day. We do. <laughs> oh God, it's true. We live with it, especially on Sundays. That's what we do. Evan, but speak of a bowling ball speaking, for me. Speak of a bowling ball. I in my. That's a great. Speak of a bowling ball. <laughs> well, the roundest thing I can. <laughs> fine no. it's uh did you know you can't recycle them first of all no how do you do you just start the garbage can, i right? guess so i don't know but, but like i was listening to a podcast about like i don't know recycling or something to the, i don't i listen to a lot of weird podcasts but recycling podcasts <laughs> you listen to a recycling podcast? it was a different podcast and one episode they did was about recycling i've given you so many podcast wrecks over the years and you choose to listen to the recyclast so my choices are i can listen to people who know what they're talking about talk about something uh-huh. or i can listen to two guys crack each other up those are all your podcasts. Literally, white guys making other white guys laugh. That's our podcast. I know. Okay. Does our podcast suck? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. So, but bowling balls. Sure. I walk along the river path, like the river path during my lunch hours, and it the college is responsible for its upkeep, so they like mow along the side, and they run, this guy just ran this mower along, and he's running, 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 and I just hear this, like, and he like stops, gets off, and his character arc was the best I'd ever seen in my life. Like, first off, confused. Mm-hmm. Second, horrified sure. as he finds a bowling ball, sure. like partially cut in half by his. Uh, <gasps> it cut it. Yeah, because it like it cut like not like car- like in half, but like it chipped off part of it. Yeah, and it went flying. But there's like a bowling ball under there. Then, back to surprise, as he sees there's another bowling ball. Holy in shit. the uh, in the brush. And then another, and another, and he went from surprised what? to like bemused to ecstatic. He called all the crew over. Oh There's like there had to have been God. 20 bowling balls in the brush there, and they're just pulling out these bowling balls, and they get happier and happier and happier. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna take this one home. I'm gonna put this one. I'm gonna put this one on my mantle. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that because they were all bowlers, I guess. Okay. So they were all oh really God. happy to find like 20. I don't know if they were mint condition bowling balls. I, yeah. don't, I don't know what you could do to a bowling ball besides run a lawnmower over it to right. stop it from <laughs> like an industrial lawnmower. But yeah, they just, everyone got a bowling ball. That's amazing. And I was just sitting there like, I, I just sat down on like the grass and watched this, this passion play before I, my, <laughs> before my eyes. I feel like you may have been a character in his dream. I have dreams. Like I collect video games. You collect video dreams. I collect video I collect, dreams. I collect dreams. <laughs> I, t- I take people's dreams. Uh, and I have dreams all the time, especially in the summer when it's garage mm-hmm. sale season that I go to a garage sale and I'm like, 
this is a stack of super rare NES games and he has them priced for like a dollar each and I'll just like take and I'll be so happy. I think you, you he may have been dreaming about this free bowling <laughs> balls. balls and you may have been, did you feel like, did other strange things happen that day? No. Did you see that guy a lot? Particularly, I, a vulture followed me for a long time. Like that's <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much it. Did it have the face of your mother? Uh, it didn't get close enough for me to see. <laughs> okay, it didn't yell Evan at you. No, Evan, uh, no. Okay, no. all right. Um, Although, that's fair. Japanese crows, they say Bob. What? I went to when I, first time I went to Japan. I went with a friend named Bob, okay. and the crows they, instead of saying "car" or something, they said "Bob, Bob, Bob," <laughs> and he was f- freaked him out. Freaked him out a lot because there's just these crows following us all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying "Bob." That's uh, I think that uh, Polynesian hawks say "Hurley." Isn't that true? Polynesian hawks, like from Lost. Are you making a Lost reference? Maybe it's like 15 years too <laughs> Maybe. late. Maybe. <laughs> Eight years too late. I, I don't know keep, how. I've, Lost has come up in conversation like seven times this week. I loved Lost. I loved the first three or four seasons of it. People shit on the end of Lost. I think it's great through and through. I didn't actually watch the last couple seasons, so I can't really speak to that. Oh, man. Well, here's here's the mistake I made. I really liked Lost a lot. Like I, it was my like happy place when i was in grad school i'd right. come home and i'd watch lost on thursday night or something right. back when i still had tv i'm like okay i'm not gonna think about grad school i'm not gonna think about the tokugawa bakufu right. for like 15 <laughs> fucking minutes and so i'd watch lost it was great i'd look forward to it every week and then i made the mistake of years later when i was in japan with my partner being like i love lost you've got to watch lost <laughs> right but when my partner sees something he doesn't like he picks it apart <laughs> and he's right all the time did he did yeah. he intentionally go into it like I'm gonna hate this. No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. I I think he he went into it with a good with a good heart. Right. But then like the character beats and like the love triangle disgusted him. Okay. On like every level, and so he was just picking out like char- like poor character choices <laughs> and how like everything was dumb. And like as he does that, I start to be like, you know, I get defensive at first, but sure. then like slowly, I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right because everything, <laughs> you, you know, you can pick apart anything. Right. right? Of course. Right. If you're a smart person, sure. and my partner is very smart. So it, he ruined lost for me. So I can't like look at it again to be like, yeah, Sawyer's a piece of shit. He's a dumb, dumb. Right. And Jack's a piece of shit. He's a dumb, dumb. And oh, man, that makes me so sad. Yeah. And, uh, Although Locke, I mean, there's a lot of character problems. Mm-hmm. I will admit there's a lot of problems, mm-hmm. but the ride is just so much fun. Well, From A to B is just a joy. My understanding was they didn't pay it off they effectively. They did, and people are dumb shit. Okay. They didn't okay. pay it off because everyone expects an ending, right? right? Like, everyone wants the mystery to be solved. And sometimes in life, Evan, <sighs> the mystery just persists. Okay, so and you like... have to say to yourself, you know what? I got to live with it but, every day. Okay, I would agree with that. Uh-huh. Except that their whole selling point was, we will explain all this. All this will make sense. That's what the writers were saying for the first three or four seasons. That's what dragged me through. I'm like, this is so amazing. This is awesome. This is like a, you know, it's like a little Russian nesting doll. Right. And you're going to like pull away the layers and eventually it's all going to make sense. And if it doesn't ever make sense, then they just shit the bed. So here's here's how I came into Lost is that I did not watch it episodically. Mm-hmm. I I watched it <laughs> I watched it out of order. <laughs> that would be a great way to watch. No, I didn't watch it week by week. Okay. I binged it. Okay. Right? So with that, I didn't know I didn't, I wasn't like hanging on the writer's words. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, between seasons 4 and 5, I'm so excited for 5, I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. And so like I was waiting and waiting and then had this payoff that wasn't like I watched it all at once and at the end I was like that was fucking great. Like, mm-hmm. I, because I, I wasn't thinking about it all. I mean, I was because this is when my girlfriend lived in Japan and I it was like my third or fourth year of teaching. So I would teach for a whole day, come home. I, I had this coupon from the internet 
that I later found out was not a real coupon, uh-huh. but it was for one free pint of Ben and Jerry's, but it was a printable coupon. Uh-huh. So I would print it out in the morning, go teach, stop at the grocery store on the way home, get a pint of Ben and Jerry's, come home. So they would, they would acknowledge your not real coupon? Every time they would acknowledge it. I didn't know it was a falsified coupon. I would just print it out every day. I was like, these idiots at Ben and Jerry's didn't realize I print that. it every day. But And then I would eat a pint of uh, ice cream on the couch while I watched Lost. <laughs> it was one of the most unhealthy times that in my life. That sounds amazing. Yeah, grad school was an unhealthy time for me, too. Yeah. Like I, was my, I ballooned up as much as I can yeah. balloon up. But yours sounds stressful. Mine just sounds lethargic and delightful. <laughs> <laughs> but see, Lost, like Bannigan Ladies... <laughs> Okay, um, go on, go on, go on. Has become, I think, an easy punching bag in our yeah. culture. Where people are like, oh yeah, that ending a lot. Like, it's like, I think it's very easy to hate Lost. Mm-hmm. Just like it's easy to make fun of one week. But I think it's a joy and it's beautiful oh, yeah. and it's something I, to be celebrated. Lost gave me a lot of entertainment and I think someday I will go back and watch it. Maybe for a podcast that we may do in the future. Who knows? I'm almost 100% sure there's 700 Lost podcasts well, I mean, just already. like Childhood's End. We would, oh, just, yeah. we would just watch because I would Parts love to watch Lost again from front <laughs> to back. That would be so much fun. Let's have you and my partner have Tokyo Tuesday, where you just watch Tokugawa yeah. Shogunate era things. We watch I'm, different types of wife. Japanese history. Yes. Whatever. Era. Who gives a fuck? Um, but we I, should do... I do. I care deeply about it. It's, Let... delight... it's a delightful time. We look forward to it. <laughs> Let's do uh, The Island Tuesdays. The Island? <laughs> Let's do... So you want to take Tokyo Tuesday from me and your beautiful wife? Yes. Oh, I see. Jealousy. Yes. Jealousy during its ugly head. I want to be there. I don't want you, you guys to have fun with that. You are me. there. You can, you, you're you invited to watch many times. <laughs> it's true. And I actually came last Friday when you guys had your Frokio Frank Day. Yeah. At the end of every it's 50 episode series, you guys have a day where you just get blasted drunk. And to the last episode. We make a drinking game throughout the entire series. Yes. And then we drink. And uh, and I was there and it was a good time. I got time. drunk surprisingly fast. Like I was surprised at how quickly and how thoroughly i got drunk <laughs> you you are a person who i can never tell when you're drunk because you're so together you got it together <laughs> you seriously do but this time is the first time i've ever seen you go i am going to bed everyone good night we're in your house and we're like all still there and you're like good night everyone yeah i was just i was just shocked at how quickly like usually i can like gauge my drunkenness yeah. and like it just came on me so quickly right. and so suddenly and so completely yes so. It, was, uh, it was beautiful. It washed over you. Well, I'm glad that you can't tell when I'm drunk because no. I'm so together. You you do have it. For, I mean, you'll do silly things, but maybe it's because you act so drunken in your everyday life yeah, that, that I just that's, can't. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking the opposite. Is I'm like a, right. I'm like a goofball dildo like <laughs> flopping all around yes. all the time. Oh, that's how I describe you to people. My mm-hmm. goofball dildo friend. I've been bibbing. Uh, we don't have a guest this episode, Ev. No, this, this is, is a just rarity. Us. Yeah. You're my guest. We had the I'm opportunity, and Ev boy, you said, I just want to see you, my friend. Yeah, let's just party. Let's just party. Party like old school. Yeah, this feels like a, ooh, it's real Gordon-y in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling that we're going to get into a big fight today. I hope so. <laughs> feel, we don't do that in front of company, and I did miss We it. do occasionally. I, I'll get in fights with the guests. You never pick fights with the guests. I, I love our guests. I got in fights with- I mean, I like our guests, too. I just don't yeah, want to- I guess I don't know. Benjamin don't, R. Harrison. I don't worship them. You didn't pick a <laughs> with benjamin no i didn't but i feel bad because i've said his name whenever i do a grab for like a past guest (laughs) i always pull his name up for some reason so but he was a a great guest i I loved him i hope we haven't burned all our bridges with him by how stupid our podcast is well he's coming back for an episode for stunt no he's not (laughs) okay never mind Uh, is he i don't know okay email him (laughs) i'm declaring that you are going to Uh, i'll give it a try yeah we'll do it why not in any case Let's talk about this week's song. Things we live with every day. Yeah. The Bare Naked Ladies. I'm sorry. Wait. 
They're bare naked ladies. We live with them every day. I live with the fucking bare naked ladies every goddamn day. <laughs> my whole my head is filled with bare naked lady songs and songs from cartoon like kids cartoons. <laughs> so if it's like the dinosaur train theme song, yeah, and then I live with it every day, or like till I fall, or mostly Enid. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, the I, best. Uh, oh yeah. man, that's so exciting. You know what I've been doing? I've been listening to a lot of Enid because I hear that Stephen Page plays it in his concerts, and <gasps> I'm so psyched oh, we're gonna go see. Yeah. Actually, by the time this episode is out, maybe I think we will have gone to October 12th is our is our date with Page. Yes, and this episode comes out on the 16th, so we've seen it. It was great. Do you do you want to release a mini-sode? We probably have already done it if we yeah, we're going to. I mean, to. we'll probably talk about it. Maybe I'll cut this out <laughs> if we will or will not do it. All right. All right. Well, let's get to this week's song. <laughs> the song this week is called I Live With It Every Day. And if you've never heard it, Evan, here's a quick sample. awesome i've never heard this song before coming into this (laughs) This episode episode is gonna be a tough one for us it's gonna be another million dollars (laughs) shit that's true that's a little behind the scenes a little inside baseball yeah is we recorded that adult episode out of order uh because i wanted a big guest for if i had a million dollars and then evan came over thinking we were recording whatever was next chronologically and he was blind decided by if i had a million dollars but you knew it well enough yeah, I mean, it's probably one of the more familiar BNL songs I've heard. Yeah, probably. but this is not one of the no, more familiar BNL not. songs. Had you ever heard this song previously? Yeah, I mean, I've I oh, listened, you to, listened to Bopes. I've listened to this album, but Bumps, Bopes, Bopes. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what the true fans call it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I've heard. I've I listened to back in the day every BNL album. I think up through Maroon, basically. Okay. Right. Was oh, that because right. I hadn't heard Bare Naked Ladies or Me or Bare Naked Ladies or Men or any like that. Maroon, everything to everyone, and then the Blams. Yeah, so yeah. I haven't heard everything to everyone or on, basically. So right. I'm looking forward to that. And yeah. I've been trying to, like, I wanted to wait to listen to them. But okay. I think I've been. Why? Because I could come into them fresh-faced and okay. innocent. Sure, that makes sense. But like, uh, like newly driven snow. But you had heard this song before. Yeah, I mean, it It wasn't like, oh, I remember this. Sure. It was more like, uh, this sounds kind of familiar. Yes, with me as well. I think I probably could have sung you the chorus to this song but the verses i had no memory actually no i had a very strong memory of the very first line in this song which you know on august 1st 1981 i cycled to scott's house with a bb bb gun mm-hmm. like because i think it's very very stark like that's a chilling I, that's a, that's a very straw hat first line right do you think it was he went there with the purpose of harming scott or no. do you think he oh, went there God, just no. to play around with he as went kids? to go to play around so let's let's that's outline the song that actually that's a, that's one of the key like linchpins of this song for me right is scott dead oh or yeah, not absolutely if he's not dead he's brain dead i think shooting someone in the forehead with a bb gun isn't gonna kill them oh really evan like did you know a 1981 baby bill bb gun uh, bill baby good like, i mean these are just like go ahead <laughs> like it's not like an air rifle that's exactly what i thought in my in my notes i wrote down i wonder uh if uh, we have different narrators because it seems weird to try and kill yourself because and become a hermit because you shot your friend with a BB gun. But then I did a little research. The U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission reports, uh, on average, about four deaths per year caused by BB guns or pellet rifles. 
So BB guns, like the BB gun that this guy has. I understand that, but I bet it's not like a shot to the forehead that kills these kids. Probably to the temple. You know, that's like your weak spot. You get shot with a BB gun in your temple, you are dead, my friend. Shot him in between his eyes. The temple is not located in between your eyes. Okay, but what if Scott was a baby? (laughs) <laughs> and her weak weak uh, head okay so we're, you're reaching here so <laughs> I, I you think, think he's dead i don't know here's what i think i think stephen page did not do research he thought if i shoot somebody in the head with a bb gun it would kill them this lyric sounds nice let's keep going right like i think that that well here's the thing though for me if this is a song about like self-loathing and like unable to being to forget the guilty shit that you do right like the terrible shit that you've done right not like intending to do terrible shit that's one thing but if this is a song if there's another level to this song and he didn't kill scott this is just him ruminating on bad shit that he's done that isn't really that bad so there's like another like there's like another like self-loathing level in there where it's Uh, like where you're like hey because i mean all of us have shit that we regret doing yeah of course like and but to but to be consumed by that is is sort of it's it's it's, that's why i like the i think it plays off the tongue-in-cheek musicality of the song well how so well so the song if he had killed scott and this was a sad sad sack song yeah there would be sad music go to accompany with it but it's not like that it's like a no doubt like oh yeah we'll get to that yeah fucking love that (laughs) we're gonna get to that in a second but like i feel like he is not playing the the straight narrator here i think he's playing like these are a bunch of this is a bunch of shit that shouldn't really i mean it's it's bad right Right. it shouldn't I i shouldn't have to live with this every day but i do right why like that sort of stuff so it's like it's he's he's getting down on himself or like why the fuck do like does this shit keep coming up because i've got i mean everyone has those shit like that you keep like remembering you don't want to remember the stuff yeah i feel like that takes away the power of the song though i feel like the power of the song is that each of the three verses are inexorably linked Mm -hmm. and like the the we're we're following the narrator from childhood to teenage years to adulthood right that's Mm -hmm. what each of the three verses are right so in the the first verse he kills his friend in the second verse he tries to kill himself because he's so upset Mm -hmm. in the third verse he's become a hermit who just you know is going to stay in his house for the rest of his life i feel like if you take away the power of the first verse and say like well you know this happened but there was probably a bunch of other stuff as well that we're not going to talk about that continued up through teenage years i feel like it it takes away that narrative structure that's just like one two three bam 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 here we go here's the information that you need like Mm -hmm. i feel like this is this is hitting all the major points of his life without leaving anything out i feel like if if the first one wasn't a major point if it was one in a series of just random shit like oops Mm -hmm. i hurt my buddy i gave him a papy cut like (laughs) why bother talking a papy cut and like seriously injured i mean a kid could be seriously injured like a kid could die i've according to the u.s safety for a day <laughs> like i remember once when i was in little league i wanted to sm- i wanted to hit a base yeah baseball with a base a, a base like one of those bases in the were you confused base about how to play a baseball, baseball bat no okay. it's just it was a bit they we didn't have a base so we used like a piece of styrofoam for the base. Okay. And it looked like I, I wanted to smash that so fucking bad the okay. entire game. And then finally at the end of the game, I'm like, I'm gonna smash this. So I ran over and I brought my bat down to smash it. But a, I don't even know a kid appeared in between my bat and the base and I conked him in the head. Like I didn't even see him to either side. I have no memory of seeing him. I'm sure he was just walking up. Right. But I bashed this kid in the head with a baseball bat. Yeah. And like six stitches or seven stitches. Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, and I feel bad about it whoa funny story he got the stitches out went back to the game got smashed by a ball in the face and oh got six my more stitches. god yeah this poor kid yeah that like, sucks so I, I just remember being in this kid with a baseball bat was that your your scott that i guess okay i mean i don't like i 
It comes back to me occasionally. Would be my. <laughs> comes back to me occasionally. <laughs> I like that yeah. a lot better. So, so sometimes when like, I'm trying to sleep at night. Yeah, if I if I could go back and like undo that, yeah, I would. But like, I I feel like he's fine. I I've see, I saw him later. Sure. He remembered. He was really mad at chased me around the <laughs> playground for a little bit. But I think he eventually forgave me for beating him on the head. But if you could go back in time and undo one thing, would that be it? No, absolutely not. See, I feel like for our narrator, I'd be like, hey, I go back and tell my dad you're gonna get cancer. <laughs> me too. I think about that a lot. Hey, the dad's I live with the it dad's every club. day. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Um. What was I going to say? Um, so, yeah, but I, I feel like for this No, I go back and ad- uh, invest in Apple in the late 90s. You, they're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Dad, you're going to get cancer, cancer, invest in Apple. Apple. <laughs> Will that help me with the cancer? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> not mutually exclusive. Um, I feel like this is his mistake, right? This is the mistake that, that in six lines, Stephen Page mm-hmm. encaps. What a beautiful poet. In six lines, he encapsulates a person's biggest mistake. Mm-hmm. Actually, in like four lines... On August 1st, 1981, one. A second of Scott's a BV gun, two. We were almost showed Blue Look 13, great line. He had baby blue eyes, I shot him between. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, specificity, yeah. solo narrative. On August 1st, 1981, I cycled to Scott's house with the BB gun. We were almost 12, but we looked 13. He had baby blue eyes that I shot him between. But, oh yeah! Oh man! See, I saw this. In the I song? saw this as part. Like again, I saw this as part of. Yeah, granted, he tries to kill himself, but like when he gets into the bridge where he's talking about hearts he chose to break, yeah, laugh lines on his face, that sort of stuff. Like cars dumped in the lake. The laugh lines on your face. So that's more stuff he regrets. Right. So I thought that it was more, you saw everything as springing from this. I saw it more as a litany. I actually didn't, I did. I, I thought that whole bridge was about Scott. I Like the love I put away, like I had uh-huh. to, I had to put away so love. you think he was in love with Scott? I think he loved him. I don't like, think he was in love with him. you think they were in love? I mean, it could be. I'm not, I'm not downplaying the fact that he may have been in love with mm-hmm. Scott. Yeah. Uh, like games, I thought the games that children play were, was, you know, pretty much an obvious reference there. Right. Um, yeah, the hearts you choose to break doesn't really fit super well because he didn't choose anything. But everything else, I mean, he thinks about the laugh lines on Scott's face, the life he, he won't embrace. So maybe he was in love with Scott, the life I won't embrace. Um, I don't know. So if he's talking about Scott in the first half, the love I put away, I guess, would be Scott. The game, like games the children's play, blah, blah, blah. The hearts you chose choose to break, so Scott's still alive. The hearts you choose to break. Oh, the hearts. Oh, yeah, because he switches from first person to second person there, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, for, the, for the middle two. Oh, man. Lines. Or maybe he feels like Scott, you know, maybe Scott was in a coma for a while and then Scott just gave up. Scott choose to break all these people's hearts. Yeah, yeah. This is a sad song. This is a sad song. But it's such a good song. It's a good song. <laughs> and it's a sad song with not sad music. Which, which I Which is why love. I read it as sort of a... A meditation on things you should let go but cannot. Yes. Is there a word for a sad song with happy music? Is that like surf and fly? It's like <laughs> there's got to be a German, like a German word. word. Taschenrechner. <laughs> well, okay. What's what's German for sad? Liebenkinder. <laughs> Liebenkinder. Is that child library? <laughs> so you go to check out a kid. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't know much German. I had like two years of German in right. high school and forgotten all of it. So I don't you can know. T- type into Google Translate. So, <laughs> well, I'm searching for sad song happy music word. Is there a technical term for sad songs with happy music? Uh, I'm talking about things like the Pogues' Fairy Tale of New York, another fucking great song. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here it is. Kirk, it is Kirkenbergen. Agatha cacological songs agatha cacological well that's a surprise i wonder why that never caught on <laughs> oh okay agatha cacological literally means composed of both good and evil interesting i wonder if that's some- so everything is agatha cacological it's a uh, agatha cacological <laughs> so trying to think of anything that is pure good or pure or, or, evil or lyrically dissonant people mm-hmm. are saying which okay. is yeah easier i guess well um, hey, speaking of that first, let, let's go back, if we might, to that first uh, that first stanza there. Let us. I'm curious about the last two lines. So after we're done discussing Scott's murder in cold blood, <laughs> I wonder, those last two lines, which are, nature provides for us a safety net. Whatever we do, we can never forget. Nature provides for us a safety net. Whatever we do, we can never forget. That seems like the opposite of a safety net. Why is he comparing his inability to forget to a to nature's safety net? That that that's the one line. So if we had a guest, this is where you and the guest would team up and tell me what an idiot I am and explain it very simply. I have no idea. Okay, I mean, I'm not teaming up. Like it's he, very he refers weird. to a lot of like structures, like nets and funnels and things like that throughout oh, the song. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not sure so, sort of what metaphor he's reaching for at the moment. Do you think no, that's he was a function of my stupidity? Do you think he was in writing the song in like a Rube Goldberg store and he was just looking around? A Rube Goldberg store, <laughs> yeah, where you can is it a Rube, where you can buy Rube Goldberg machines you, or is it the store itself sells like I don't know parts shoes yeah. and then like you, you have to go through this like intricate yeah it sells balloons and pancake makers and birds yeah. and yeah it's all things you would buy for like, uh, let me get some shoes out of the back and then he like pulls this cord and then like the bowling ball goes down the t- dong 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 and there's yeah. like wind chimes and a bunch of marbles fall down <laughs> absolutely and scares the chicken that lays the egg that yes. rolls down the tube i mean it had to i mean he was... ham- startles the hamster and it goes across <laughs> runs the... on the wheel yeah. the wheel causes power to generate right. and then he walks back and gets a pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I or mean, then the door opens. And then the door, okay, there we go. Uh, don't bring it to real life. Well, that's how that's how Rube Goldberg's machines work, though. Have yeah, you, I know. Do Evan. you? <laughs> yeah, because it sounds like you don't know how they work. Yeah, Rube Goldberg, the inventor of the Reuben. Everybody knows that. Evan. Reuben Goldberg, inventor of the Reuben, gold, and icebergs. <laughs> He tried mashing all three together at first. They work better separately. He was very upset. Uh, um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, but I couldn't I couldn't parse that line. So you couldn't either then, obviously. I mean, I don't think. I think he just has a different understanding of how things, how the memory works than we do. Like, I mean, you forget stuff. But then, it, okay, so what we do, we can never forget. Mm-hmm. I think he's speaking specifically to bad memories that, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's hearkening the I live with it every day. Right song title so i think that they're i mean you because everyone has those right that the right. bad memories you can't forget that they just keep cropping up no matter how much you want to forget them. right you want to spotless mind that shit so why is that our safety net mm, so you don't become a bad boy <laughs> but he became a bad boy well, i mean he, not bad but certainly yeah. mentally bad boy well, just think how terrible he would be if he just went around killing people with that <laughs> bb guy his. so you he think was, if he forgot this he would have been a serial killer he would carry his bb the bb killer bb hate i believe is BB hate. His, oh, God. It's his serial killer name <laughs> um, 
God damn. Uh, yeah, so I think that that's certainly, I don't know. That line makes no sense to me. I feel like that was a first draft that maybe could have been a second draft, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's just like he's just remembering all the bad, <laughs> stupid, nasty shit that he's done, all the people he's hurt. You know, just dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, all right, so, that's that's possible. I, mean, I, like, I feel like I have a specific part of my brain dedicated to reminding me of this garbage. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, I don't know. I just don't understand uh, 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 evolutionarily what that's doing for us well everyone thinks evolution is like a <laughs> easy a to b yeah, yeah. like it, it doesn't work like that evolution yeah. is just shotgunning yes. ideas at a wall until one of them survives so it's, it's not the best way to do something it's just the way that worked best right. in the given situation <laughs> right, right right so you know what's kind of funny about this is i, I feel last week we did when, when i fall right when i fall away when i fall uh and this week we're doing this there are two songs that are about suicide. Mm-hmm. This middle of this album is dark as fuck. Yeah, but and, I mean, they... I mean, it's possible from what we talked about on "This Is Where It Ends" that that's about suicide as well, right? I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe. But we have a lot of self harm or like weird, sh- bad well, thoughts, we bad know, brain. We Steve. know Stephen's a Stephen's a depressed guy. He's yeah. a depression, depression boy, and it's... you know he probably struggles with stuff like this. I, I am. Uh, so you write what you know, right? I guess, yeah. And then Ed's like, yeah, we need, like, we just had a song about these apples. Are <laughs> we need to like, we need to like, you know, kick the music up a notch. Yeah. Or so, and then so I feel like Ed really, really helped. Although, our yesterdays are on a loop, a marathon of heartbreaking moments. Mm-hmm. I just want to say poop, like a marathon <laughs> of heartbreaking poop, like every time. There's a rhyme in there, man. Reach for it. <laughs> I live with it every day. Even though we moved away. Wait. Yes, it is on a loop. A marathon of heartbreaking poop. Mom. Yeah. Yeah, you're and right. Like, I, during the live version, I saw... Did you did you look at the live version on YouTube? No. Like, the it's on the Ships and Dip cruise. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, I'll put a clip in here. What what Was there something about it that was cool well, or he, bad? He gives this or? little smirk every time he says moments. Like, yeah, I know I'm not rhyming. <laughs> and like, I get you. I get you. Yeah. I don't... Like, <clears throat> I, was, I was listening to this song... Like over and over again, as you do, and mm-hmm. then I I was reading a thread on Reddit. That's like people have read it. They have this like Q and A, just like where you can ask people questions. And mm-hmm. one of the questions was serious replies only. Have you ever killed someone? How did you cope? And Oof. somebody said like I was driving. I was driving the speed limit through a residential area. A kid ran out from behind a car. Oh. I did not see him. There was nothing I could have done. I hit him. The kid died instantly. And like my life is. Or, like I think about it at least every day. Oh yeah. I I do drugs. I drink. Like mm-hmm. I can't I can't cope. Like mm-hmm. my life is fucked. So like I I the I mean obviously it's not a hard reach, but like I don't know. It's just it's such a uh, I wouldn't think it would be such a universal thing. But the fact that I encountered it two times in a week is just like Jesus Christ. Like I I I love how specific Steve is in this song and how he. I don't know if I would have gone here. I, I may have ended the song with the suicide because I think that's a big striking moment. But of course, we do have a safety net in our bodies and that it's hard to, mm-hmm. you know, do something big and 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 grandiose like that. So I, I love that he doesn't stop the song at the suicide. He goes on to like, well, I didn't do it. And now my life just fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. It's just awful. I recognize my life is awful. I got a bad brain. I got like, it's just yeah. horrible. Yeah, that just sucks. Yeah, it sucks, Evan. Unlike the musicality of this song. <laughs> oh! It's sort of, I, I feel like they were going for comma tragic, which I think they handled pretty well. Oh, you mean Agretzko? Agre- <laughs> 
comma, comma tragic. Comma tragic. Uh, lyrically right? Right? Yeah, comma tragic, I think. I love those. Those it, The song starts with those deep, bassy 80s synths. The mm. womp, 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 womp. Yeah. They walk. They're great. They're just fucking like... This so- the- it's like a weird feedback loop, like a polywog in a bog. Right. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> they, they, but they're leaning into like this synth heavy, deep 80s. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, if there is a connection, I don't understand it, but I also don't give a shit because the, this might be my favorite musicality on this whole album so far. is great i think it's beautiful i think all these songs have been wonderful so far but man musically it don't get better than these accordion on uh yeah on old old hank Hank? and dirty 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 straw straw, man old dirty old dirty straw hank (laughs) old dirty old hank drinking through a dirty straw hat (laughs) hey did you see that uh that tweet by the way to us you don't check our twitter somebody tweeted at us uh and they said i'm looking it up right now Take um, we never really knew. The title Straw Hat and Dirty Old Hank is taken from Murray McLaughlin's Farmer Song. Straw hat and old dirty hankies Mopping a face like a shoe Thanks. The chorus to which goes Straw hat and dirty old hanky Mopping his face like a shoe. So it's from another, we have another lyrical reference oh. in Straw Hat and Dirty Old Hank that we actually didn't cover. Yeah. Uh, Murray McLaughlin. Well, we are dum-dums. Thank you at Frostback for that little tip. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah. And we thank always, you we welcome corrections because yeah. <laughs> we acknowledge we're dumb, we're idiots. <laughs> we are dum-dums. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, in the first line of this song, uh-huh. it must be Tyler hits a cowbell once we never hear the cowbell again for the entire rest of the song that delights me so much i love that i feel like it was probably an accident he was probably just drumming and hit it by accident or something but fucking an accident and they left it on the album i don't know you think it's like all right one take guys we're doing this in one (laughs) take redo a whole perfect drum take because you were moving your stick and whacking a cowbell you probably would actually in a in a like you're trying to get it perfect on the album. So yeah. I, my understanding is if you're doing a studio album, everything that's in there is in there for a reason. Right. Somebody signed off on it. Yes. So somebody, some some like low-level bureaucrat and the music uh, hierarchy <laughs> was just with his quill pen working by candlelight. Right. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, let me see. Well, oh, I got a drum fill here. A cow, cowbell. Oh. Well, I guess it tracks. <laughs> must want that in there. And he scrawled his little Scrooge McDuck at the bottom of Listen, this. Listen, boy. At this point... His Bob Cratchit. <laughs> at this point, Barry Good Ladies were a... They were a cultural touchstone. If they put Cowbell at one... Hey, you sign off on it without even listening yeah. anymore. Oh, yeah. They have creative control. You don't fuck with the Barry Good oh, Ladies. Yeah. Yeah. So if it was an accident, they're Barry Good Ladies. But I, bet, I bet he paused and like... Maybe like put a put a finger on the end of like just touched his chin in thought and then Gingerly. like and like scratched the end of his really long nose <laughs> right. and adjusted his pince nez glasses and then put went, another piece like, of coal in his yeah. ear <laughs> and then like did one of those shrugs All right. and you know just flopped out his tails with the little buttons on them like the, he has a like waistcoat with buttons on it sure. checked his pocket watch sure. his monogrammed pocket watch yes and then he opened his window and asked an orphan what day it was <laughs> oh it's christmas day <laughs> oh no i'm late <laughs> turkey as big as you 
uh, yeah, I think that's probably exactly <laughs> what went down. And then he signed off on Born on a Pirate yeah. Ship. Uh, Bopes. Part I think that's what we call it. Bopes. My apologies, friend. <laughs> of course it is Bopes. Um, there's so many little pieces of this song mm-hmm. that I love. Just absolutely are in lo- I'm in love with. Uh, the way Steve says, uh, engine are running. He sounds like, speaking of Pollywog and a bog that you mentioned earlier, when they do their ribbit, ribbit. It's like, it's a exhibit. He's, I, it sounds like, uh, have you ever played, we mentioned Parappa the Rapper on episode recently, but uh, there's a guy in Parappa Rapper named Prince Flea Swallow. I've oh, never okay. played ribbit, ribbit, I can't hold it. Last toilet with me up, <laughs> me already sold it. But it reminds me so much of Prince Flea Swallow's voice. Right. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's so good. I liked the uh, laugh lines on your face, the life I won't embrace, the cold house I won't leave. They get sort of like an R&B, almost gospel feel to the lines. It's very gospel. Yeah. That that. So the first time I listened to that bridge, I was like, no, I am not. I do not like it. Mm-hmm. But the more times I li- listen to this song, because it's such a, I love that we're, we're, we're kind of... Again, we're doing this roller coaster coming from When I Fall. Now we have this big high energy song. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought that slowed down the song too much. I thought it was too much of a just like, you know, let's just get back into the groove of things. But mm-hmm. the more I listened to it, the more I appreciated like full stop. You need to listen to yes. me. This sucks. Like yeah. my life is horrible now. <laughs> I don't know. But then that, I mean, if if that is, I mean, not diegetic. What word am I searching for here? If, if, if that slowdown is meant to kind of show us the internal workings of the narrator why have a high energy song in the first place he's not putting on a happy face in his daily life that 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 plays into my read of this being sort of a comma tragic song where he's steve and ed as songwriters are sort of i don't want to say poking fun at him in my in my read of this song but they're like you, you're taking yourself too seriously because again my read is he didn't kill scott right like, this is just a shitty thing that happened to him as a kid that he's just oh, dwelling on i like and he that. can't he can't get rid of and they're like <laughs> well we're gonna put this silly ass music to it you know to show that like you're just you, you need to sure. get help you need to get to a counselor like like yeah so, making so, fun of people is the I best know. way to That's get them I, help yeah. well i mean it's just like again the it's it's not again he's writing from his perspective so, so he's ta- he's like i can't you know I'm t- i understand i'm not taking myself too serious sure. i'm taking myself too seriously i understand that that feeds into my guilt <laughs> so this is like uh this this the the singer steve is possessed in this song and but he can hold it together he needs to say these words but at least he's gonna be like this is silly but for one second the ghost breaks through and <laughs> takes control of the song it says this is how it should sound it should be a dirge yeah, it, it should, should be, be real sad yeah. gospel like a yeah a gospel dirge but. yeah and then and then ed knocks I mean, him some sense into him. some more uh, another thing that played into my read was that he they do that like hum at the beginning yeah. where he's like like hum hum and at the end it turns into like a a, a moan it's like oh <laughs> oh, like a sad sack. He's just like, <laughs> like the, the, it's still harmonized, but like it's less of a hum than a moan. That's interesting. So if you put the beginning and the end in right here, <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear that? Yes, I did. Oh, delightful. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'll hear it later, though. I well, promise. We can stop and play the song. No, okay. ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I this this is a tough nut to crack because I truly I do think that Steve sympathizes with all of his boys, his little narrator boys. Um, so I don't know if I can buy the idea that this is. They're making fun of him, but I do love that read. I, I, I really like he's, do. He's making fun of himself, which is different. Like they're not punching down; it's a guy punching himself, which also plays <laughs> into like. I mean, you're allowed to hit yourself, sure. right? Oh, you think this guy knows that he yeah. needs to get his oh, life yeah. together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, intellectually, he. I mean, because like when you remember this sort of shit, you're like intellectually like everything's fine. Nobody hates the guy. Me. The kid I hit on the baseball field <laughs> is fine. He forgave me. We're all okay. But still, like you're like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just can't forget that yeah so it's just these memories that come up and again my read is a lot more is a lot different than yours yeah so i'm curious how that fits into your oh you, you, never mind you already said the ghost takes control <laughs> yes the ghost so takes the ghost. control speaking I, of ghosts as we well know i'm gonna give my read now okay my please read, do. because i thought i thought originally this was a vampire album but it's not a vampire album so my read on this song sure like a horror movie like every like i've been doing right because every title track for this album is a is an easy horror movie i live with it every day <laughs> sounds like a fucking baller horror movie right <laughs> yeah true facts so i was thinking like it'd be a movie like it'd uh, be a movie like... it'd be like it'd be a movie like a like a stranger movie where you're in a house and it's like the boy or um, we are still here housebound or the others oh. or something where you're, you've got a protagonist in a house and they're in there for some reason, either it's their house or they just moved in like a haunted house sort of scenario where um, the evil is always present, but only slowly becomes more obvious okay. over the course of the uh, thing. So you've got this, like, I guess if we're going off the, the premise of the song, you've got this like ghost that regrets a bunch of shit and it can't move on. Okay. So you can take a Western track on it where, you know, eventually the protagonist is able to put the ghost to rest by either doing or fixing whatever the shit or showing it that fucking Scott had a great life afterwards. Right. <laughs> Just showing pictures and that solves the problem. Yeah, or right, something great. like that. I don't know. Or you could take an uh, Eastern attack on it where the ghost just torments them and can't be put to sleep ever. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Like I, it's just... I see it as sort of a, I know what you did last summer, sort of like these kids uh, killed yeah. someone. Okay, they live with really it every day. Read. That's a good horror read too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and somebody saw it and now they have to live with him every day. Yeah, <laughs> he so... sends them notes and yeah. Okay. Or I what like if it's, that. okay, so they're a bunch of kids and they shot Scott with this gun uh-huh. and they left him for dead, but he didn't die. Oh, Scott's the, yeah. So, and he, he lives with it every day. Yes, because he's like horribly scarred or something because sure. of this, and he can't like hold down a job. He can't. He can't like have a life. And, and so the, yeah. the big red herring in the film is like halfway through, they're like, "Oh my god, there's no death record for Scott. Didn't die." And then they're like, well, "Scott's kill trying to kill," but really, it's Scott's, Scott's mother. mother. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Because Scott can't. He doesn't leave the house anymore. And right. they so they go to his house to try and be like, "Well, there's something here that we can use, or we can get a jump on him." And they just find him comatose, like you know, mm-hmm. non unresponsive. And then the mother. Co- oh man, I think we just sold it in the room. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait. Copyright. Mail this to myself. Copyright. Bearding ladies. It's all been done. Podcast. <laughs> Somebody's gonna use. Post that. it on Facebook. Real <laughs> quick. Um. Yeah. I like that read. That's a really fun. Uh, living with it every day. Yeah. Damn. Living all right. Cool. I mean, all these songs just. They're, they're all horror movies. It's easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an easy... Yeah. Um, how about... Uh, I don't know. Did you have any other big... I had a couple other small things that I just... Because there were so many... The harmonies on this song were another big one. Especially during that <laughs> gospel part. Damn. There were so... There's so many voices and the voices like join <laughs> in and it becomes a chorus of like... Fuck! It's so good. Like cars 
dumped in the lake. The um, did you have any other little bits that you were just on? I, I think I'm, I, I, I shit out all my little bits. You shout out all your little bits. I shit my you've bits. Been eating hamburgers. All right, three more things that I really love. Um, Tyler's big. Oh, I did have one more. But okay, you, go, you go ahead. No, you can go. Give you a little bit because mine's a question. Tyler's big drum fill in after the gospel. I love the drums. It's a Peter Gabriel big like. <laughs> yes, it feels so like uh, cathartic. Yeah. yeah, man. Oh man, it's so good. I live with it every day, even though we moved away yesterday. Um, the other one is. At the very last line of the song that Steve sings, I feel like you can almost hear him clench his teeth through that line, uh, mm. which is... Um, the spirals yeah. in my wake. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you can hear it. Uh, you, you hear it, right? I'm going to play it here. Right? Yeah, I can hear him clenching his teeth through that line. And the very last thing... This is so dumb. After he says, uh, the cold house, I won't leave. There's three notes. It goes, bum, bum, bum. I won't leave. And it rem- I feel like you could take those three notes and then build an 80s sitcom. <laughs> it reminded so much. Of it. It goes, dum, dum, dum. I felt like we saw Stephen Page turn around with like the smile. So, so the 80s face. sitcom would be like a shut in and then like a Martian shows up. <laughs> yeah, basically. They have to like live together. Actually, have you ever seen BNL TV? No. So if you put, I think it was maybe you should drive, but maybe it was born on a pirate ship into a computer. There was, you know, back in the day, oh, those enhanced yeah. CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was like a, a 10 minute, like, and it's just them like fucking around and it's, Sorry, BNL, if you're listening to this, it's not very funny. <laughs> but you were also 25 years old. Right. Nothing we do at 25 is very funny. Right. But it's they do this uh, life in a nutshell. They pretend mm-hmm. like it's a sitcom. And so they, they do like a music video for it where it's like starring Stephen Page. And, and like uh-huh. they're doing all the like turning towards the camera or like, uh-huh. oh, I didn't see you there. It's really fun. You should watch it. I will. All right, great. I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes today. <laughs> please, please do so. I'll watch it. All right. What was your thing that you wanted to say? Uh, it was a question. I was thinking about the comma tragic and I was thinking about how we're blessed to have Ed and Steve writing together on these songs. So my question to you was, how would this song be different if Steve had written it alone? And then as a corollary, how would it be different if Ed had written it alone? Oh, boy. So I've been listening to a lot of Stephen Page's solo stuff Mm -hmm. since last episode. Um, I gotten really into it in preparation for the concert that we already went to. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, I feel like if still oh boy, so if Steve wrote this alone, I feel like, oh man, this is hard. Do you have, do you have something for this already? No, I was asking you. Yeah. I, I love just sh- shooting out a question and making you struggle. That's fine. I feel like if Ed wrote it, it would be less synthy. I feel mm-hmm. like it would have more traditional instruments. We'd have uh, a an acoustic guitar. I feel like Ed would definitely play acoustic guitar on this song. Uh-huh. I feel like those synths were Steve going like, hey, man, come on. Let's do something fun. Let's jazz this one up a uh-huh. little bit. Um, but uh, and I, I almost feel like Steve's fingerprints are all over this song. Mm-hmm. I know that Ed, Ed had his hand in writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... To be honest, there's no there's no pivot lines. There's no, and I feel like pivot lines are an Ed signature. Yeah, they're, they're his wheelhouse. Yeah. Definitely. Um. So I feel I don't know if it would change much had it been a Steve solo song. I don't. You think you don't think the music would be a it, like the com the commie of the comma tragic would be out? Do you think he would still be? Oh, you think it would be straight up tragic? tragic? Do you no, think? I I think he's responsible. I would bet you he's responsible for the synths. I'd bet you. Not saying Ed is mm-hmm. too traditional, but I I feel like Steve. 
uh, put some English on that ball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Put, some, put a little Canadian on that ball. Exactly. He puts some Canadian on his balls. <laughs> That's how they some work. clearly Canadian. Oh, man. <laughs> Wake up every morning and dip my balls in some clearly <laughs> <Little> Canadian. Canadian. <laughs> or Canada Dry. Or anything. So. Or anything. I just, I just, <laughs> just need to dip my balls. And to dip my. Did you ever watch The State? I knew you were going to say that as soon as we did the. <laughs> I have never seen a single episode of The State, but because. I grew up when I like I went to school when right. I did like elementary school like every fucking human being man woman child was quoting the state at me so yes. I feel like I know I'll dip my balls in it I know like all their It's so funny little... because I want to dip my balls in it is a parody of characters with a catchphrase like it's supposed <laughs> to be making fun of catchphrases but it became a, like a very popular Yeah yeah I I didn't watch it until like 10 years ago maybe 2008 or so when I got it all from Netflix back when I got DVDs from Netflix man it's so good you should watch it this is the second time Ken Marino's come up for me in conversation over the last day. I was talking about Party Down yesterday. Oh. Fucking great show. Man, yeah. so good. Uh, okay. Okay. Anything else? Bye-bye. <laughs> so, now's the time in which we rate this song. So, our scale is bare naked to fully clothed. Bare naked means this song real good. Fully yeah. clothed means this song real bad. Don't like it. Uh, so, F-Boy, we always start with you. I know we do. And for some <laughs> reason, I never ever write down my rating like i just come up with it in the moment every time i feel like it's always it's uh, always a surprise to me too like it's I'm, pertinent to our conversation i think usually i think so and i'm like i'm left struggling sometimes i'm left str- like right now for instance i'm like <laughs> what's a funny way i could rate this song you don't have to be funny just be real with me sometimes please you're always like trying to be this big jokey man i just want to hear about evan you know what i mean i don't even know you so here's how I would rate this song. <laughs> uh, this song is like when I stay in my house all day. Mm-hmm. If I have a day where I got nothing to do, mm-hmm. like I say in the summer, I'm a summer boy. I'm a teacher. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to strip down to my underpants mm-hmm. and I'm going to lay inside and watch TV all day. Now, I don't think that's what a hermit does. This guy has a lot of issues to contend with and yeah. to grapple with. He's got problems in his life. He's probably not Netflix. But... I'm going to pretend like I'm a hermit for this day. I'm going to put on a pair of loosey-goosey boxer shorts, not those tidy ones. I'm going to sit in the AC, and I'm going to watch the entirety of season two of American Vandal. All so, right. That's American it. Vandal, season two. Uh, do you watch American Vandal? Nope. I think we talked about it. I don't, have a t- I don't have a lot of time for watching shows that are in any way graphic because i have a little boy and he he like does one of those things where he like locks in on the tv whenever there's like blood or anything and you're like oh, i don't want you to remember this there's no blood just a bunch of shit in season two is that okay like, like feces yes do you know the premise of american vandal do not it's a parody of like serial and other true crime shows where mm-hmm. like so season one is somebody at the school has spray painted dicks on every single car <laughs> in the teacher's parking lot and they're trying to solve the crime season okay. two is there's a a lot of uh, so there's the brownout, which somebody put a powerful laxative in the oh, lemonade yeah, of the so school. This would actually probably be okay. Oh, it's so it, it's for for my son to watch. One of my favorite shows of both last year and this year. All right, it's genius. You've sold you me. You will love it. You've sold me. Okay, very good. Watch it. Rating. My I gave rating. you enough time to think about things. Well, it's talking hard about to think American about things when you're still <laughs> just talking. But uh, I think this. I'll go with the the slasher movie uh, vibe for this. So it's a. Uh, it's after they've killed the mom. Mm-hmm. And they're uh, going down, like, kayaking across the lake uh-huh. away from the camp that they were at. Very good. Uh, it is the thing that leaps from the water. <laughs> okay. So it's like, a, it's Scott, of course. <laughs> sure. Oh, the actual yeah. Scott. It's actual Scott. Okay. Like, in, like in the first Friday the 13th. Right. 
which you have definitely seen because that's basically the plot that you described Wait, is when, it really? when you said I'm going to I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to copyright this plot. <laughs> it's like that's the plot of the first is Friday it? the 13th movie. I've never like, seen any Friday verbatim. the 13th. I've never seen any Friday the 13th. I've never seen 13th. <laughs> I've never seen any Nightmare on Elm Street. I've never seen any of the Halloween movie. Well, come over. I'll show them to you. Uh, no, October. I don't want to come over, Evan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. I will come over. But are they good? I don't know. Yeah, they are, actually. They're all really good. I would actually... I don't give a shit about... Because they're, they're tropes at this point. I want to see Jason X. I want to see Freddy Jason versus Jason. Freddy I want to see those big... You've seen both of those movies at my house. You were there. Me? Yeah. Mm-mm. Every halloween party that i throw i put on freddy versus jason and it's always it's playing like it plays like 11 times i've never i don't i don't you don't have halloween parties do you i have the halloween party i have one too saker when pumpkin ale tasting oh i never go to that because i don't like beer and i'm always at a convention this is so inside baseball who gives a shit cut it out, <laughs> cut it out. so when this thing leaps from the water yes. it's covered it's because it's got to be a little bit silly so <laughs> Because the song's silly, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess. So it's wearing it's wearing like a uh, clown outfit. Okay. The remains the remains of a clown outfit. Maybe it was Scott's birthday when okay. Stephen Page came over and he's like, "I want a clown party." Uh-huh, so I'm he thir- dresses. I'm up twelve. As a clown. I like, yeah. I want to dress up as a clown. Not you invite a clown. Everyone, everyone dresses like, as clowns. It's, it's like a dinosaur party. He's dressed okay. up as a dinosaur. Great, love it. A so everyone, it's a costume party. Everyone's okay. everyone's costume. Great. And Stephen Page was dressed as a cowboy with a BB gun. <laughs> right. He's got his Red Rider BB gun. Shoots oh, him right in the shit. fucking eye. Because Scott's birthday was October thirty first. <gasps> <gasps> This is great. We'll call the movie Halloween. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So yeah, it's wearing, it's wearing the remains of like a, a dinosaur outfit. Tattered. Tattered okay. dinosaur outfit. So you can see it. It used to be funny uh-huh. and it's, it doesn't really fit with the the actual lyrics or the tenor of the song. Right. It's falling off. So there's like river mud and shit on it too. But I'd say it's mostly naked and it's like its face is all scarred up from the BB gun. Okay. The fact that it's been living at the bottom of a lake. Yeah. For, because that's where Stephen put him <gasps> so he lived there wait oh. he didn't live there he's dead <laughs> oh he was dead yeah i thought he was just comatose no. i thought steven wasn't steve wasn't dead or scott wasn't dead i know in my reading but in my rating he is in my reading in my rating <laughs> in my rating where it turns into a horror movie he right is. i forgot okay yeah. right, very good so yeah he's been dead at the bottom of the lake for 30 years okay steven page is going back to the scene of the crime okay or it's not a lake it's like a um one of those do you remember, like one of those ponds that people have in their backyard sometimes you ever like the, like they were popular in like the 60s and 70s they just have like a you have like a pond with like koi in it or something no and sometimes they go pr- oh, they get pretty sort of. they get pretty deep sometimes okay I my grandparents had one and i almost drowned in it it was like winter and i was like stomping on the ice oh you dumb like, shit yeah i was a <laughs> fucking idiot kid that was like the same winter that i like pounded on the gas like the gas lines because they made a really good uh banging noise holy shit that was an idiot yeah right? no I'm kidding six-year-old like i'm like ooh. I hear this really cool echoey noise when I just like hammer the gas line with this stick. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Yeah. So my grandpa pulled me out. Okay. Cool, I cool. survive. That's nice. Glad you survive. Um, okay. Or did I? Holy shit. I've been talking to Scott this whole time. Scott is your brother's name. <gasps> your brother has been playing you this whole time. I'm Scott. Scott. There's two Scott. Scott's been playing. That's why you've never seen both of us this together. insane. <laughs> Good God. This is crazy. All right. I always thought you guys looked alike, and I wondered why. <laughs> Not because you're brothers. Um, cool. So pretty naked for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. I, Covered I, in rivered mud and the tattered remains of a delightful dinosaur costume. Yes. If you asked me when we started Mopes, what are your favorite songs on here? Mm-hmm. I would never have said this song, but coming out of it, 
Hmm. I think I definitely will. Oh, this yeah? song is great. Okay, this, this is on the Pantheon. I, I, for my bopes, I'd say this is a, this is a good a good middle entry. Like it's Ooh. it's a solid song for me. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kick it off the bed for eating uh, crackers. Necco wafers. Necco wafers. <laughs> kick it off the bed. Crunchy crunch Necco wafers. <laughs> it tastes like chalk. I hate it. Um. Yeah. Uh. And that's what it would eat. That's what it would eat. I agree. Uh, all right, cool. Something unsettling, but also supposed <laughs> supposed to be fun. I agree. They're like pretty colors, right? Yeah, Nega wafers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. I cast a spell on you. Which one? Oh, jump. I am vanishing. <laughs> <laughs> jump. Jump is. The most useless. You can jump twice as high. No, it's really far. It's like 30 yards or something. Okay, who cares? People who need to jump over pits. You ever been a pit? You ever seen a pit you can't cross? I've seen lots of pits. Yeah. So lots of pits in my days. You want those spikes? You want those snakes at the bottom? You want this, that, un, that questionable liquid at the bottom Here's that the may or may not be a slime or a jello? If the or you jump over the pit, but on the other side is a gelatinous cube and it's invisible because you can't see it. It's all clear. So you just jump right into the cube. Boom. And then you get devoured, and then the cube just goes back into pits. So it sounds like jump is a bad thing. Well, in that case. <laughs> if the DM did not provide you with a creative alternate means to get across the pit, if you had to have jump, then what the fuck was happening well, anyway? Well, that's the thing about traditional RPGs versus modern, more modern RPGs, where you are the GM is, is sort of meant to help you and provide solutions right there mm -hmm. a lot of times it isn't even like that you don't even need to it's not like a puzzle solving thing right whereas back in the day you would come across a pit and it was on it was on you to yeah. solve the solve it using all this whatever fucking skills you had in your toolbox right. toolbox or, or spells or whatever so and i'm not saying one is better than the other in fact i prefer the modern method because i'm not a puzzle solver i, I, I do not like the puzzles oh well yeah i so, fucking love puzzles god damn it oh, so why aren't you god. playing like like grognard like traditional D D like dc rpg like I do regular puzzles. I'm holding up Maze of Games right now, which is a great book with so many puzzles in it. Ev, do you want to do a puzzle right now? No. The Hermit Pro Procrustes is hardly a Oh, Procrustean. Host. Yeah, he uh, cuts the people's legs off who lives in the bed. What the fuck? Procrustean. It's a. It's. It's actually a. I think a term in debate where you cut the facts to represent your like. Because right, uh, the story is like Procrustes was a. Um, a hermit, right? And you would go to his house. Yeah. And then he had like beds of different sizes. And if you were too big for the bed, he would cut your legs off. If you were, what if or, you were too small for the bed? I don't remember actually the, I, I remember, <laughs> I remember reading it like when I was a kid. Okay. Like, so I have a vague memory of this legend, I've this Greek legend. This. Yeah. So Procrustean is like taking something, like trying to make an argument, but the facts don't fit it. So you're like cutting oh. the fact, you're cutting the facts down to sure. make So it's sort of like a straw man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. All right, selective. Yeah, selective reasoning. Fake news. Fake newsing. Cherry fake picking. News. Cherry yes. picking. Yeah. Okay. So. Love fiction. Babadook. <laughs> we crack each other up on these commercials, don't we? Love fiction. Love fiction. Do you love fiction? Love fiction. What was the last fiction you read? You know, it's weird. I have trouble finding the time. Permission to, get a book. to treat this ad is hostile yeah, permission <laughs> granted. granted objection yeah i have trouble evan trying to find time to get through a book you know what i mean i wish someone was there to cover me cover you in pages you know like 
have Marianne's Macabre Movie Reviews. Exactly. Marianne's Macabre <laughs> Movie Reviews. Listen, nobody does it like Marianne does it. Nobody reads the books like she do. She's so smart and so fun. Uh, it's a new season premiering in October. That's what it is right now. Aww. Join Marianne and friends in Marianne's Macabre Movie Reviews, a podcast released every other Tuesday on all things horror. She covers film. She covers television. She covers books. <laughs> <laughs> and she covers web series and even Borg games. Borg games? It says Borg games. I don't. I can't parse this. If it's horror related, Mariana is on it. Mariana Trench, be down deep. It's Mariana's on it, but I think it should be Mariana Asana. Mariana Asana. <laughs> uh, you can subscribe on it. On. It should be Marianne Can. Oh, if it's horror related, Marianne Can. If, if it's, it's spooky spoo, Marianne can do. <laughs> If it's terrifying, Marianne is flying. <laughs> if it's horror-themed, Marianne's the queen. These are queen. way better than... <laughs> let's write copy for yeah. the It's All Been Done Podcast Network. Yes. If it's fun to try, try. Marianne Man's can die. <laughs> Marianne will die. Uh, I want... Do you think if Marianne dies tomorrow, you'll be held as a suspect because of this recording? You should get on Marianne's Macabre Movie Reviews. <laughs> You would have so fun time. So fun time. There's a lot of people on it, though. I don't yeah, wanna, you could like be another one. <laughs> Plus one. <laughs> could be the eighth person on Marianne's Macabre Movie Reviews. Yeah, you can subscribe on iTunes, wherever you listen to Pox apps. You could get them. You can get them in your eyes. You can, you can get, get them, them in, in your, your teeth. You can go on iTunes. They'd you can go on Toe Tunes. You can go on Teeth Tunes. <laughs> We, let's start a rival. You can get a little bug. You can get a little bug. You put in your ear and it goes, it sings to you. Oh, the, um, what was it called in Hitchhiker's Guide? Babblefish. Babblefish. Thank you. Don't, do you remember before Google Translate? Here's my question. No, that's fine. I wasn't saying anything important. Do I remember before Ask Google me. Translate? Yes, I do. Okay, now, can good. I ask my question? <laughs> so, like, I don't know when, like, universal translators stop translating, right? What do you mean? Well, okay. So it says like like the Himalaya mountains. Mm -hmm. That just means mountains. Like a lot of mountains or are the just mountain they're mountains. just mountain mountains. <laughs> so it's just like or like katana sword. It's yeah. Just sword sword. Like do they just like so they just start trying like do they know like at what point do they know when something is a cultural cog like cognate and right. what is just a word? And also, like from a, a Star Trek perspective where you get like the universal translator when you're like a little baby, do you learn a language? What? Wait, what? So you grow or, up. Do you put a babblefish in your ear when you're a baby in Star Trek? In Star Trek, yeah, you get the Universal Translator real young. Really? Yeah. The only people who don't do it are the French. Is this real? This is true. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but so people can understand the French, but the French can't understand. No, no, else. the people can understand. I mean, they, they they don't get it when you're a kid as a French because they want them to grow up speaking French and retain the French accent. I'm sure there are other countries that do it too, but I just France is the one that came to mind. You'd have to learn some language, right? Unless the Universal Translator can translate your grunts. Yes, that's my thing because it translates like aliens who don't produce like recognizable speech into Boy. speech so like you're just learning like and it will translate like the the impulses in your brain for real i don't know i'm just this is my question like <laughs> I, see, I have I no see. fucking idea so everyone like what? everyone in star trek is just going like like so the captain comes on bridge and like the first officer turns to him and goes, blah, 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 blah. Like, just like, <laughs> and some people in Star Trek are way more eloquent than other people too. So how the fuck does that work? It just translates your brain. It translates your brain. So your but brain. Everybody works. thinks eloquently. Presume, presumably everyone thinks eloquently thinking the best. Everyone thinks in like perfect diction. I, 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 
Listen. Do, what do you think? Do you think in like complete sentences? I am going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to touch myself. Evan, oh. what the fuck? <laughs> this got weird. You pulled your pants off. Yeah, well, I'm going to touch myself. Evan, right now we're heading beyond the final frontier. Join Stephen, Keith, <laughs> Jimmy, Jerome, and whoever else stops by as they go episode by episode, movie by movie through Trek from its 1966 beginning to the present day. They're deep into season El three of the classic show now. Discovery. Disco. Come. You can find more info about It's All Been Trek before and all our other shows at iabdpresents.com. We, we call it disco because Star Trek, a lot of their things are high, like the, the acronyms. So like original series is TOS, mm-hmm. next oh, generation STD. is T yeah, TNG. So you don't want to call it STD. Do they call it STDV or they just call it disco? Yeah, we, I just call it disco and everyone I talk to calls it disco. That's dumb. It's better than calling it STD. Well, I like that. I kind of like that it's called STD. It's a little tongue in cheek like... Hey, everybody in the Star Trek universe fucks. Like? Well, of course they do. Yeah. Did they ever show anybody fucking in Star Trek? No, because you have sex. Uh, in... Why would you ever <laughs> have sex with... Like, you just have a hollow deck, right? Yeah. So you're like, I'm going to go... Why would you ever have sex? With, like, another human being. Because, yeah, I guess it's messy because you and could just sweaty. Because you could just go into the hollow deck and then, like have sex like just go into like a pig pile and have like grease super ultra sex yeah do whatever you want <laughs> like you don't have to worry about like it's the most self-indulged it's like basically masturbation right yeah. with like a lot of assistance do you think people a, are dying out in the star trek universe no so obvious, maybe to have a progeny people obviously not but i mean at the point at that point i feel like you don't have to I, I know that they get pregnant like there's been pregnancies on star trek but i feel like at that point they have the technology to just have kids outside of the woman's body like yeah. you can like fertilize an egg and then have it in some sort of like robo womb so do you think people who are being getting pregnant on star trek are to us like people like the amish like they're doing it the old way i don't like... know i mean pregnancy is still a thing in star trek so obviously they don't have a solution for it you don't just beam the baby out that would be i don't know why they don't do that i love that you are presenting pregnancy as a problem for which there needs to be a solution well it's a burden right it's a bird like I've never been pregnant but I've known many people who have and it doesn't seem to be even at the best case scenario it's not comfortable yeah. for women yeah wait if you went through a teleporter and you were pregnant does it do both of you yeah but like you can't have two things in a teleporter because it'll fuck them up right like the fly will it grundle fly you with your no, baby no it won't because it keeps all your organs inside you like your baby's part of you until it's not right yeah so it's not gonna like teleport hey, your baby's not an organ teleport your heart out <laughs> no but it might put your heart on your shoulder no, it doesn't do that. <laughs> you don't know. You've never seen well, Star in Trek. The, yeah, I have. In the original, in the <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, in a uh, um, Star Trek. What's the one with Scott Bakula? Uh, Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah, in Enterprise, they are developing the transporter, and they have like a fucked up scene where the guy gets like transported up for the first time, but it's like during a windstorm, so he comes up with like leaves and sticks in his body. And he's like, oh, Jesus ah! Christ! Yeah, I mean, it's fucked up at first. Damn, that's crazy. So and there's by, also a, there's also a school of thought that says the translator, the, the transporter just like re like it has like you stored in the you, pattern buffer, yeah. so it just make it like it, it prestiges you basically, and then just disintegrates before. you. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Do you think it's painful? Nobody screams, I guess. Yeah, nobody just. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> that'd, be great. Every, that'd be a really fun yes and for the Star Trek t- transporter is like, yeah, it can get you anywhere real quick, but it's real painful. It's tearing your body to shreds. Yeah, you feel every fucking moment <laughs> yes. of it. Head to iabdpresents.com. <laughs> and we're back with It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to oh, hear the glorious sounds of the It's All Been Done segment selection wheel. 
oh, I feel so good. It feels like my back cracking. You know, you could actually just have that like be a drop. Yeah, I could. Somebody should make a drop for us. That would be great. Oh, I would insert that drop like it's segment, it's segment time. <laughs> I was just thinking you should just use the sound from the actual wheel. What wheel? This wheel? Yeah. Well, by like us talking over it. Hey, here's what I was thinking when you said you said it's and then you stopped. When people say it's been a while, it's stained. Mm-hmm. When people say it's been, it's better good ladies. Mm-hmm. When people say it's, what what comes to your head? I mean, you've got to have every section of that phrase. Yeah. I, I, for me, it's uh, it would be it's Monty Python's Flying Circus. <laughs> but is there a song that fits it better? No, I, no. I can't. Nothing comes to mind. Like I've just been sitting here furiously trying to think of <laughs> like always furiously. <sighs> it's beginning to look a lot <laughs> like Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. All right, I put you on the spot and you I, failed I, this I, yeah, test. Yeah, I'm not I'm I could never be an improver. Oh, it's fine. You did good. Um Evan, life in a nuts hell. I want you to reframe this song as an embarrassing anecdote. Either is this too on the nose? Yeah, it might be. Okay. All, All right, right this is actually like if we had a uh, I actually I think I told an embarrassing anecdote earlier. I think you in this did. Thing, so, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Okay, how about Life in a Nuts Hell? Reframe this song as an embarrassing... <laughs> again? Yeah. If we roll it three times, we have to quit the podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> Thanks, that was fun. Spin again okay, if you get go. this three times in a row. <laughs> Jesus, we're spinning a lot today. Life in a Nuts Hell. <laughs> Reframe this. Wheel, you're failing. We're living with this today. every day. <laughs> Thanks, that was fun. Spin again. <laughs> oh, we're so close. I don't like this, Evan. The wrong Jesus Christ, that terrified me. I had it out in the back of my head because the wheel says if you spin this three times in a row, and life in a nutshell broke it up. Away from me. (laughs) The wrong man is convicted. Who should cover this song? So uh, right off the bat, I think there are easy covers and there are hard covers. As always, as always. Yeah, because an easy cover is I'd like to hear Duran Duran cover this song. I think you got those big Uh, synth-heavy... Just just lean into the synths? Absolutely. You go crazy 80s with this. Or, Matt Gorley, uh, Dire Straits. Let's bring... Oh, man, I'd love to hear this as a... uh, Yeah, maybe put some guitars in there. And uh, I want a a 3D animated Uh music video. I want to... I kind of want to lean into like the rock aspects of it and have like Journey cover it. So Mm. you can get like the really high soaring... Like Steve... Not... What's his name? Who's the lead singer? It's it's also... He's also a Steve. Of Journey. Oh, uh, Steve Perry. Steve Perry of Journey. Like I feel like the high soaring vocals could do that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Or or like a Ronnie James Dio. (laughs) That That would be be real funny. Especially the gospel part would be interesting. Um... Oh, what about, um, you know, today is the 23rd of September. Remember, we, remember the 23rd of September. Well, I think, speaking of the 21st of September, I think Earth, Wind, and Fire would kill this song because I think they have a little bit of R&B background. So that gospel uh, part, they would fucking nail. The synth part, they would nail. I want to hear Earth, Wind, and Fire <laughs> covering I Live With It Every Day. That would be a blast. Uh, you think? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, think, I think they would do a good uh, Prince. Oh, let's bring him back. Let's bring them all back. <laughs> I, I would love, yeah, Prince would... Now, I feel like this song isn't sexy enough for Prince. I don't know. I feel like I all of Prince's songs... Even though we moved 
is there is there a word or a phrase that he could really like hit hard in a different way to make it sound like double entendre um, like oh, but it's prince there's he can do that to any song <laughs> maybe the day they found me asleep on the floor or i don't know uh yeah i'm sure there's something oh yeah the hearts we choose to break oh yeah oh yeah he could, he could break those he'd break, oh he breaking those hearts he would break those hearts sure so what's our final verdict here this is the, both the shortest and the longest, longest. wheel segment because we had to spin it six times but i i say earth wind and fire is my choice i would say boo 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 prince okay very good primps primps is there something Pramps. specifically uh because we both picked like 70s to 80s african-american like so is there something about this song that that pulls out that sort of actually i was thinking like it'd be fun to do sort of a country version of this song too, like cheryl crow singing this like a sort of mournful country version of it where Mm. you just went full you went full mournful yeah because country rock doesn't do mournful as well as country does sure like and country get country gets real specific yeah but i feel like that's almost the fun of this song is the tragicomic aspects to it. So if it were pure tragic. So how about Hootie and the Blowfish? Oh, I like that. But again, yeah, all right. Because uh, uh, they're country and they're also rock. Yeah. And they, they've got some, like Darius Rucker can real bring it. Where would be a great place for a harmonica solo in this song? <laughs> Maybe during, what if we just change the bridge from gospel to just like uh, some sort of like rap? Because they do a little bit of fast, almost like rappy yeah. sort of hip hop. Not really. They don't. No. But they they, do, they they sing quickly. Yeah. I can't take. Oh, what if let's let's do let's just get two different. OK, so this song has two genres. It has the boppy 80s and the gospel. So let's get just forget it. All we have. Let's boil it down to its component parts is genre one and genre two. So now I'm going to build it back up. I think Linkin Park should cover this song. <laughs> Why? We've got rap and rock are our two genres. So we have a rock song. How'd you get to rap? From gospel? I, I boiled it down to just the genre one and genre two. So oh. just what band does two different genres uh, oh, in that's the all, same okay, music? Okay, so. okay, I get it. I the get love it. I put away like games that children play. <laughs> Instead of a gospel <laughs> bridge, it's a rap bridge. What do you think? I need. To, I think they need to like double the size of the bridge because they would get through it real quick. It'd be like a twelve-second bridge. <laughs> I think that. Uh, oh wait, somebody died from. I was about to say, is it the rapper who died? Somebody died. I think it was the singer from Lincoln Park died. Didn't right, he? I know. And nothing it was about Lincoln Park. A suicide. If I oh, that's remember sad. correctly, it's very sad. But appropriate for this song. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> tragic comic. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think this would be fun to do in in Lincoln Park style. I think Cheryl Crow would be more fun. Okay, because you could do like the instead of like the synth stuff, you could do the country western equivalent of the synth stuff, which is like twangy shit. Okay, like the twangy like the pedal the pedal guitar and like the right. steel guitar and then the mandolin and stuff. So yeah. you could get you get like a little bit of a twangy fun stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That's like the that's the country equivalent of sin. So that's your final answer. Forget Prince, you go Cheryl Crow. Cheryl Crow. My final answer is Earth, Wind, Fire, and Lincoln Park. <laughs> I want them to form a super group, the Elemental Park. So okay, so now you're putting uh, instead of instead of doing that, put four singers, put f- four people together. So who's Earth? Who's Wind? Who's Fire? <laughs> okay. Or three actually. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth is Toph. Wind is. Oh, we're doing Avatar. <laughs> so you have to make a band out of three. Music, musicians to sing this song okay do it 
Okay, it would be Gwen Stefani, Johnny Cash, <laughs> and, and Tom Petty. And, no, uh, who's the third one? Uh, Margarita Bill, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> our, no black margaritas. So, okay. Our super band. So, cover okay, every so song. of those, who is Earth? Wind? Who is Earth? Who is Wind? And who is Fire? Oh boy. Um, I think that Johnny Cash is Earth. He's not Fire. Oh, the Ring of Fire. Yeah. I think that's too on the nose. I think he's Earth. I think Jimmy Buffett's Earth because Earth is like laid back. I think that's Wind. He's breezy. Wind Easy is, breezy, uh, yeah, baby. Wind's constantly moving, man. I think we're both in agreement that Gwen Stefani is fire. Oh, yeah. That shit is fire. <laughs> Straight up. So, Her lyrics will burn you down. No black margaritas. And, and she would do a really good job on the song because Gwen Stefani is like the queen of like confessional rock. Yeah. Like So I think she would do an incredible job if, if they needed to rewrite this song. Sure. They do work and punch it up at all. Sure, 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 sure. And punch then Johnny Cash, Cash's mournful vocals. Yeah. And then Jimmy Buffett would add this requisite <laughs> silliness. And that's synths, yeah. Okay, yeah. he could do some xylophone <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yes, no, we'd replace exactly. the synth with a steel drum. I actually kind of love... <laughs> I think this band is perfect for every, every song, song in every genre. Yeah, I think there is nothing they can't oh, beat. These three are uh, great. Like, maybe like a hardcore gangster rap they'd be they'd have a hard time with. Yeah. Although Gwen Stefani did she some can, of she that can, shit on yeah, the doubt. She, she can definitely rap. Yeah. Damn. This is a perfect combo. <laughs> yeah. If if listeners, if you can think of a musical genre <laughs> or song that this supergroup could not do, come at us. Yeah, Hashtag uh, Gwen for the win. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, you came up with a good one. Finally. You got cash? <laughs> you got cash. Hashtag Margarita Kills. <laughs> Margarita Kills. <laughs> All right, you got, choose your favorite member. <laughs> Gwen for the win. You got cash or Margarita, Margarita Kills. Kills. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, uh, now's the point on the podcast where we take a piece of mail from our listeners. If you have a piece of mail for us, you can email us at it's all been done podcast. Give it to me at gmail.com. Please do. This piece of mail, we're running low on questions. <laughs> okay. This piece of mail comes from a man named Ed. Ed says, Ed? not Robertson. <laughs> Ed says, how has a group of ladies never gotten together to make a cover band called Fully Clothed Men? That's a good question. How? Uh, probably <laughs> the patriarchy would yeah. be my answer. <laughs> the patriarchy keeping them down. And boy, let me... How many bare naked ladies cover bands do you think are out there? Ooh. Google, st- Google stats that. Throw it up in a Power BI. Hold up. Bare naked ladies cover band. Uh, fully, co- fully clothed gents... Is a bare naked ladies tribute band. Where are they located? Hamburg, New York. Hamburg, New York? Probably Hamburg. Okay, their website is fullyclothedgents.com, which is now just gives me a 404 error. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a feeling their 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 uh, their name or their slogan was you caught us with our drawers down. That's not even a pun. I'm very confused about their slogan. Um they are the Premier Benega Ladies tribute band in Western New York. <laughs> well, that's good. That, 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 that implies to... that there's a lot more Benega Ladies tribute bands. Oh my God! So between, uh, they also do the classic work. Kanye West, Snoop Dogg, Neil Sedaka, Leonard Nimoy. What the fuck is happening? Are you just saying here? names? These are other bands that they do. Like other, other. They are the only Benega Ladies cover band, as far as I can tell. That's unbelievable. I feel like Bare Naked Ladies isn't 
a band you would just be a cover band of. I feel like it'd be like, I bet a lot of cover bands play their songs in yes. the mix. Like, cause there's so many good songs yes. like, you could throw in there. I agree. But I mean, like I just, I don't, Ooh, I'm trying to find, I, I'm searching for Bandicoot ladies cover bands and I can find songs of Bandicoot ladies covered people who've covered Bandicoot ladies. So you're right. I think they mix in well, but I just found a interview uh, of the Bernicke ladies from columbusunderground.com mm. from last from this year July when they came to tour yeah they did not they did not respond to our uh, no. <laughs> our attempts to have an God interview damn it what the fuck it's like we're not a citywide <laughs> paper it's like columbus underground no. has orders of magnitude more reach than our podcast we're not citywide we're countrywide we're nationwide we're on their side evan and they ignored us uh, i think i think <sighs> Rightly so. Uh, anyway, a, uh, I would like to see a bunch of women uh, fully. Yeah. Uh, but as to why they didn't, uh, they just didn't want to. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like there was enough. <laughs> no, yeah. That's not a, enough interest. It's a weird question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. Now's the point. Oh, it's not it. Because now's the point where I read an iTunes review and miracle upon miracles, someone reviewed us on uh, iTunes. <laughs> People love hearing how discomfortable, uncomfortable you are. Discomfortable. So this is a review from someone named... Five Y D K N three three. Okay, so five young, dumb, dumb, dumb kids. Never thirty three. <laughs> uh, the review is a five star review that says it is good to me too. The text of the interview or the review reads, "It is good to me too." <laughs> Hey, five young, dumb kids, never 33. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're related to Jorky33, then I don't know what I got to yeah, tell you. Appreciate but it, Appreciate it. Uh, get Jorky on our show. show we, want we want Jorky. Jork. Jork. Get on here. Circle Jork. Slap the taste out of my mouth, Jork. <laughs> I want that. All right. Um, Evbo. What, what do you think the it is that they're talking about? It is good to me too. That's a good. That's a good horror movie title <laughs> it too. It is good. To, it's the sequel to it. I think <laughs> it is good to me too. <laughs> uh, if you want to review us, review us on iTunes. If not, just share the show with your friends. We would love to get this out there more. We want seven listeners next week. That is our goal. Our goal. Um, in the meantime, you can get with us on Facebook. Uh, it's all been done in medical ladies podcast. You can get with us on Twitter at been done pod. We love hearing from our fans. We love hearing those corrections. Uh, somebody just tweeted at us and said at been done pod more and more. You guys are uncovering pretty huge themes in these songs that make me question my BNL understanding. <laughs> Super excited to hear your view on post page songs. Thank you, Drew at Shram Drew. You're a good man. Thank you for tweeting at us. We love to hear it. Um, so that's it. Evan, what do you got going on this week? What are you doing this week? Don't plug anything. Just oh, tell me what your um, life is like. My brother's getting married this Saturday, so I am entertaining various family members throughout the week. Do you want to plug your brother's wedding? Where is it taking place and when? Uh, I have no idea. And one o'clock. I'm sure you know Saturday. where. It's on High Street somewhere. Okay. One o'clock on Saturday. Can I crash it? Uh, probably. Great. I love your brother. <laughs> so you're gonna be the you're gonna be the does anyone have anything to say and you're gonna be like i love evan's brother I love, yes i don't want to steal his uh wonderful partner uh his beautiful wife i yeah. want to steal his his self. fiance become wife his fiance cum wife isn't mm -hmm. the word cum weird i understand it's got long running you know it meant yeah. something different well there's a, there's a lot of words like that like that don't carry well over the centuries we have a roommate right now we take in various people D dave david in our house and we were all joking around and we said 
we were all eating dinner and, mm-hmm. and she said, why, why don't you guys say grace before dinner? None of us are religious people. We said, oh yeah, absolutely. So we all joined hands and she said, uh, come Lord Jesus, be our guest. And I started <laughs> laughing and I said, what did you just call him? She said, what do you mean? I said, you called him come Lord Jesus. <laughs> From now on in my head, he is come Lord Jesus. <laughs> Okie dokie, I'm sacred. <laughs> and we'll see you again in one week.